Are you ready to get after it? I'm ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Yeah, boy. <clears throat> I'm... Dude, it's... What? I'm so uncomfortable about this game, but we'll get into that. Why? Okay, no, yeah, let's get into it. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am your host, Mike, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only, Bill Big Willie. Let's go, Packer Nation. I am too excited for this podcast at 4.02 a.m. God's time zone. This podcast is going to be fucking lit. (laughs) So, uh, as Bill mentioned, it is 4 in the morning God's time zone. And on Sunday, we got up on Sunday. God's time zone on God's day. To put it together because we love you. And we are ready for a Packers game. We actually just, we love ourselves because no one listens to this but us. So Yeah, no, this is really just like very self-involved. That's all right. But before we get Major into it, we, we are going to do a game preview as always. We're going to do our cheese head of the week, our very much alive celebrity prediction. We're going to break some curses with the Eagles. You know what we're doing. Then, of course, we're going to have our drinking game and things to remember if we lose even though we won't because this is the Packers pregame podcast and whenever the Packers pregame podcast is out on time you know it we know it the Packers never have a losing result the last thing to remember Packers fans is that this is a podcast for those who know why and how the game happened but they want to know when where and what so if you don't want to know when where and what and you just want to know why and how get the fuck out of here or you get the hell out of here <clears throat> i think i'm just gonna go full philly fan for this one just like loud and very abrasive <laughs> i think that would be a good that would be a good time this is an inclusive environment so please get the hell out of here all right let's get into the game preview um the packers are double digit favorites bill uh and yeah Historically, that has not been a good thing at all. No, it's uh, it's very bad. Um, let's see. When was the last time we were double-digit favorites? The Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars, yeah. And we barely won that game. Yep. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we thought that potentially with uh, the transition from the Mike McCarthy era to the uh, MLF era that we would leave this in the past, but uh, the Packers still continue to play down to their opponents, uh, which is... It must just be in the water. It's got to be, because goddamn, is it annoying. Holy shit. (laughs) I know. I hate it. Um, And I like, I always say, like, it's so funny because... These are the games I'm. I get the most nervous for. Sure, are the ones where we are so favored, where I'm like, oh, what's gonna go wrong? It's right. the NFL. Teams don't just go out and win by ten points willy nilly. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the Badgers being favored by, uh, I think it was thirteen and a half against Indiana, and they only scored six points. Right, right. Or well, we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so the Packers. Um, 
they added that wide receiver that everyone wanted, that first round talent. Hell yeah, that dude! Everyone's been clamoring for in Tavon Austin. Bill, yeah. what is Tavon Austin going to do for the Packers' offense? Well, hopefully he'll uh, climb in a time machine and go back to 2011 because that was the last time he was good. But uh, you know, that's just me. But, um, but Bill, the Packers are clamoring for first round talent. It's you true, Peter. It. You know what, Peter? You're very right. Um, he, they were climbing for first round talent, um, and like you said, he is a first round talent. Uh, admittedly, quite past his prime. Um, he's basically going to be uh, Swerve and Irvin, but older, faster. Like, mm, maybe. Here's what cool. I know about Tavon Austin. Okay, mm-hmm. the thing I know about Tavon Austin is back when I was addicted to Madden and would play Ultimate Team all the time. Mm-hmm. He was a cheat code. You would just do the quick toss to Tavon Austin, sure. and he would go for 40 yards a chunk, and you'd be able to get all these coins. Anyway, shout out Dre Archer. Maybe, maybe Matt Lafleur's been playing some 2016 um, NFL Ultimate Team Madden. Maybe that's what he's been doing. Yeah, I uh, I watched I watched um, his college highlights the other day, Tavon Austin's, and it was. Um, it was lit, dude. I was I was hype as hell watching yeah, him. And then I yeah. remember, and then I was like, oh wait, this was this came out in 2013. Like, yeah, this is not the same guy. <laughs> this is very different than the so, guy that I'm watching on my on my screen. The Packers are going to another week of not playing really a good defense, but the Eagles do have a good defensive line. They still got Chris Long out there. <laughs> no, um, but. The good news about that is that the Packers have the best offensive line in the league by leaps and bounds. Like yes. Not even close. Sure thing, Peter, as you say. So, thank you. <laughs> so, Bill, the Packers have the best offensive line in the league versus mm-hmm. a very good defensive line. The unstoppable force versus the immovable object, who wins? Uh, well, the unstoppable force, of course. Okay, which would be the Packers' O line. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so I have a question now. Yeah. This could potentially be considered a homer take, maybe even a hot take. But is Elton Jenkins like the new Joe Thomas? It seems like it. He's gonna just—he's gonna play for a decade straight and make all all the Pro Bowls, all the All Pros. He can play anywhere, never, too. He can play anywhere. He'll never miss a snap. Although, unlike Joe Thomas, he will make the playoffs, and he already has. That's right. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. He really has. So, um, the good news, the other good news about this game is that the Packers are playing against a team that is in the worst division maybe in the history of football. It's unbelievable how bad it is. Mike McCarthy is leading that division with four wins. You know what? I wouldn't want him anywhere else. <laughs> um, now, one question that we had coming into this, and, and you had sent me something overnight about um, what the Packers need to have happen along with winning out or winning all of their games except the games against the Titans to be the number one seed in the NFC. Do, do the Packers need to win out, in your opinion? Um, I don't even, fuck me. I don't even know their schedule. 
next week, let alone the rest of the season. Um, okay, well, next week they have the Lions. Okay. And then they have the Titans. Okay. And then they have the Bears. Shit, we only got three weeks left? I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maybe we should figure this out real quick before we uh, get too deep into this. Um, All right, I'm on it. Okay. I'll filibuster. Anyways, the Packers are a game back against the Saints. Mm-hmm. And the Saints we have, have the Chiefs left on the schedule. But we, Oh, they have the Chiefs left, and we have the tiebreaker over the Saints. I missed the Panthers. We have the Panthers. Lions, Panthers, Titans, Bears. Lions? Okay. So Lions, we should most likely win, but again, being Lions, who knows? Um, that's that's a home game for us, or is that is that in... in that's going to be on the road. That's going to be in Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that'll be a tough win. Uh... Panthers, that's a home game, right? Yep, Saturday night. Saturday night, that's right. It got flexed to us because it's uh, Saturday night football season. Yep. If you're an NFL fan. Um, so we should probably beat Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, you know, when we, when we play teams that we should normally beat, we generally play them very close, if not lose. So who knows? And then after that, it's uh, Titan. Titan. Uh, who the? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do they still have Mariota out there? Who Who's their quarterback? Uh, Tannehill. But yeah. the running back is the real issue. Oh, shit. That's right. Fuck. I forgot about Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry's going to go for conservatively 700 yards, I think, is safe to say. Yeah. Um, several touchdowns. So that... Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry's. We'll say, I mean, we can save this for a couple weeks from now, but Derrick Henry is definitely going to be like the uh, litmus test for the Ben don't break Mike Petton run defense because. Yeah. So before we continue this, um, I, I think I want to rephrase my question. My question wasn't, are the Packers going to win out? My question was, do they need to? Oh, okay. So you don't want to do more schedule talk? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. That was politely my way of saying we don't need to do more schedule talk. Okay. Well, you know, we're just we're just doing uh, we're just doing um, we're just doing ESPN Radio here. So hey, big calendar got you sucked up. Like you got sucked into big calendar. I understand. I did. I did actually. Yeah. I, I was uh, you know, I was very much in the. Uh, I got caught in the look ahead, which you don't want to be. Big calendar. The way big calendar works is kind of like addiction, where you don't really know that it's got a hold of you until it's too late and right. you're three That's fourths true. of the way through the rest of the schedule. Yeah, you're like, I'm not doing calendar talk and all of a sudden you're diagnosing the Titans run offense three weeks three at a weeks time. <laughs> and all of a sudden and, and you and you look around and there you got the 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 uh, the needle sticking out of your arm and you're like, ah shit, big calendar got me again. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um but, but do they uh, so, to, to answer your question no, the Packers do not need to win out. This is not a run-the-table year. Okay. So that first-round buy is pretty important. It is, because there's only one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> it's going to be a weird year for... So is this the first year of... <clears throat> Sorry. Excuse me. You're okay. Are you okay? I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I feel like Greg Cody out here with a tumor in his lungs um 
next year is the is the start of the 17 week schedule, right? Yep. But this year is one one by. Is there another team? Is there a, another wildcard team this year, or is that yeah, starting? Yeah, a team got added on. That's why you get the one by. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. But yes, the first round by is very important. Um, so the Packers need to win out for the for the first round by. Probably. Yeah. If that's the, if 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 first round by is the goal, which I mean, I don't. I mean, I I would like to think it is. The Packers probably do need to win out, but to make the playoffs, they definitely do not need to win out. No. Um, so, Bill, what in the hell happened to both Carson Wentz and the Eagles? Um, well, see, it turns out that drafting a quarterback from North Dakota State wasn't a great idea because he's bad. But he wasn't. I know he wasn't. What happened? Um, I mean... Their O line isn't great, so I think he got the yips. That's my theory. Sure. Um, I just also like. So he's what he's. He has one ACL injury, right? Yeah. And he's like knocking on the door of his second. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's one of those like. Um. What's the? He's like uh, he's kind of like a mob like a I don't want to say run first because he's not like a run first but he's kind of he's a mobile quarterback with with knee injuries and I, I think he's just scared of that happening yeah. again. I don't know if you remember this though, but when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, like all the talk on ESPN was like, "Is this the new way to run a team?" I don't remember that. It was like. It was like culture of the Patriots versus culture of the Eagles. Like, so wait, hang on. So they say, <laughs> so new Raider won the team. So you mean have your franchise quarterback get injured before the playoffs even start and have your backup quarterback go like 7-0 and and just run the damn table? Right. Yeah, I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's uh, repeatable, but just me. And then lastly here, Bill. Yes. Aaron Rodgers leads the league in touchdowns and passer rating. Yes. He is back. He's so back, dude. It's unbelievable. I know um, a little MVP talk here. I, I I understand that it's Mahomes to lose. Like, I get that. It's Mahomes. He's really good. He won it last year. Um, he's very good, but Man, dude, Aaron Rodgers doing this at 35 with no wide receivers two through seven. I mean, I don't want to compare him to LeBron James leading the league in assists at 35 in year 17, but dude, Aaron Rodgers leading the league in touchdowns in year 15 at 35. Oof. So I'm, I'm going to do a little serious MVP talk. Okay. okay. And this mm-hmm. is all stolen from Beater. But. Of course. If we're talking about MVPs, they have pretty much the same numbers. Mahomes has more yards, but he has like 100 more attempts. Right. The Packers have weapons that are not even close to what the Chiefs have. Oh, Packers absolutely. Have 
the Packers have played a harder schedule in terms of DVOA of their their opponents. Oh, that's like, that's that's a beater stat right there. That's my like favorite damn stat. Yes, it is. And Aaron Rodgers still has more touchdowns mm-hmm. and pretty much the same stats, but while playing a harder schedule with less weapons than Patrick Mahomes. I really mm-hmm. don't even understand why it's Patrick Mahomes to lose at this point. Like Aaron Rodgers should be the front runner. Well, I think it's it's I think it's Patrick Mahomes to lose one because he won it last year, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, Lamar was the year before, right? No, Lamar was last year. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. Did yeah. wait has Mahomes won an MVP? Yeah, the year before. God damn it, dude! My brain is broken. That's okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's Mahomes to lose because Mahomes is. He's the new kid on the block. He is like, the, he's like, he's like the, um, uh, what am I trying to say? He is, he's like the head honcho of the new era. Sure. Even, even though there's not really anyone else playing like him at all. So, and you know, Aaron Rodgers is, he's the old guard, right? He's already got two. He's been, he's been doing this for a decade plus. Like he's been around the block, but no, I think if you're, I think if you're looking at the MVP award, it's a, uh, as a as 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 distinctly like value, even though that's not obviously what the MVP award is about. It it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's not quite close. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now, and one for my bedroom. So. All right, we are moving on to our cheese head of the week, Bill. Our cheesehead of the week is someone who acted like a real cheesehead, um, and Bill, this this week it, it hits pretty close to home. Yeah, man, this is a tough one. Um, but because we're truth tellers and we tell the truth, we do have to end up giving the cheesehead of the week to these people mm-hmm. who are very familiar with cheeseheads. Oh, um, that's very right. So, Bill, who is our cheesehead of the week? Well, it would be uh, not just one team, but two teams it would be the wisconsin collegiate sports yes so um the badgers basketball team did what they do every year which is get ranked way too high after the first couple of games and then lose to marquette Mm -hmm. Um, and why don't you go ahead well first off the marquette game was rigged, but that's a whole different that's for our badgers pregame that's as someone who as someone who didn't as someone who didn't watch it, uh, I agree with you. Also, when do we get Tim on the podcast? We do have to get Tim on the podcast for our Badgers pregame podcast. Yeah. Um, yes, 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 yes. So, Bill, what happened with the Badgers football team? Um, well, they're not great. They It's it's weird because – so so Graham Mertz was um, – I mean, he was the heir apparent. Um, he was supposed to be the savior, the messiah of this program. Not saying he isn't, obviously. Um, there's still time. He's very young. But his first game of the year, his first game of, of college, he goes 21 of 22 for five touchdowns and no picks, completes like 17 or 18 passes in a row. You're like, oh, this kid's pretty good. Then like three games get canceled because of COVID. Then we go to Michigan which Michigan is not doing well this year, to be fair, but we hang 49 on them, and we're like, oh, shit, this team is legit. And then they go to Evanston, which 
God damn it, do I hate playing Northwestern. It's just the worst every time. And we score seven points against Northwestern and lose. And then we come home against Indiana and score six points and lose. I don't understand where the offense has gone, but it's gone and our team sucks. So congratulations to Wisconsin Collegiate Sports. You are our cheese head of the week. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right, we are moving on to our very much alive celebrity uh, prediction. Um, we don't actually have to get into how great Bill is at his job. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know how good he is. He gets whoever he wants. And this week, Bill, what a get. Thank you. Our very much alive celebrity prediction is Wilt Chamberlain. The stilt. Welcome to uh, the Packers Pregame Podcast. Thank you for making some time for us. Um, Will, I want to start here. Um, being from Philadelphia um, and playing in the time period that you did, um, how do you feel about the rampant failure of Philadelphia sports throughout your entire lifetime and um, up until today. The fact is also, are we teaching a society that's all about money? Yep. Only a small amount of people make the real money that uh, we hear about. All right, that makes wow. sense. Damn. Wow. Uh, Wilt, uh, so you have, uh, I don't know if you have said it, but other people have said it. Maybe you have also said it, but people are definitely talking about it that you have been with roughly 20,000 women uh, over the course of your career I want to know how you found time to even play basketball because the math is just it just boggles the mind to be honest and I mean I don't say these guys shouldn't go out there and try to get what they uh, should get but after a while it becomes a limit and it makes it look bad for all the, all the rest of the world so to speak okay wow that's uh that's how you get her done, I guess, right? Uh, literally. Um, so, Will, I listened to this Malcolm Gladwell podcast, and in a game where you scored 100 points, you shot your free throws underhand, and you, like, made them all. Um, but other than that, you were a terrible free throw shooter. So was it the women that made you stop shooting underhand? You didn't want to, like look funny playing basketball like why did you give up you gave up thousands of career points by shooting the ball overhand why was that why not just shoot it underhand well you know you see what people don't remember was that my first seven years okay. i scored a lot of points then i stopped scoring on my own volition mm. uh sidebar would ethan Happ have gotten drafted in the nba if you shot it underhand yes okay perfect uh well uh we want to just Thank you for your time here on the podcast. Um, really great getting you in here, uh, being very in-depth and very uh, personal with your answers. Uh, just real very quick kind. before we get out of here, uh, we want to get a quick score prediction from you. Win, loss, you know, give me some, throw some numbers at me, whatever you want to do. Hit me with it. That all the years while I was usually scoring all those points, I was leading the league in percentile shooting. Okay, Wow. Was not expecting that, to, to say the least. Placing my bets now. Wow. Um, Mr. Will, thank you <clears throat> for 
um, coming on the podcast. Would you mind if I called you Big Wilty? Ooh. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Um, Perfect. So, uh, great. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again here. I don't know how your team is going to make the playoffs with five wins, but they might. So, maybe we'll see it down the line. Well, they're playing against Mike McCarthy, so anything is possible. Did you just listen to the question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, we are moving on to our Ain't No Such Thing as Curses segment. Um, So the Packers have had terrible playoff luck. I think something like Mike McCarthy lost like seven games in the playoffs in the last play of the game. Um, I believe it. And I don't. Even, I don't even need to look up that stat, but I believe it. I, I think it's true. Um, the only reason that the Packers have lost in the playoffs, though, is is very simple. Uh, they're cursed, and yep. so we are going to break all curses before we get into the playoffs this year because mm-hmm. we will have the Packers lose on merit. We will not have them lose by curse. That's so, right. Um, I want to start here by uh, apologizing to the Eagles franchise for Mike Vick throwing a pick in the back of the end zone uh, during a NFC wildcard game in 2011. Um, and I, I also I want to apologize for all things Michael Vick. Shout out Tremont Williams. Uh, I also want to apologize for hurting Kevin Cobb. Um, that was unfair of Clay Matthews to do that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess I, I, the last thing that I want to apologize before I give the Florida Bill is I want to apologize for putting up 50 plus at home a couple of years ago. That was probably a little bit, a little bit too far. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun game, uh, hanging 50 on the Sanchez at home, and that like we talked about this before the podcast. That was the week uh, after the, we hung 50 on the or 40 plus on the Bears. Right? We put 50 on the Bears, I'm pretty sure. I think we had 46 at half. Um, okay. I'll trust you. You were there, right? I was. So you would know more than I do. Um, Little sidebar. Yep. Last week's game against the Bears, which we thoroughly dominated in the first half. That's true. And it was only like 28 to 10. Mm-hmm. Tells you how bad the Sunday night massacre was. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a fun game to be on the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the chat with Jeremy. Um, sad you weren't there, Mike. Um, also sad that Sam wasn't there, even though he was the one who suggested that we do that and he never showed up. What's up, man? Say I guess, right? Um, yeah. Also, um, we want to apologize for, Again, hurting Kevin Cobb because if we don't hurt Kevin Cobb, Mike Vick never throws that pick in the end zone. Kevin Cobb probably throws that pick at the, you know, 45. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you guys got closer, but the outcome was still the same. Um, anyway, we would also like to apologize uh, for Andy Reid. Uh, just generally, Andy Reid, um, because he apparently went to the Les Miles School of Clock Management and lost your Super Bowl that way and uh, lost other playoff games doing the same thing. But I guess it turned out for him okay because he is one of the greatest throwers of the football of all time in Patrick Mahomes with him. Uh, so that's cool for him. So 
glad he got out of Philly when he could to win a ring because he was never going to do it with you guys. Anyway, this has just gotten way more serious than it needs to. Um, also, shout out Eagles fans for... Yeah, we want to congratulate you for something. Yeah, we do <laughs> we, we, we do want to make this positive. You guys shithoused Vikings fans in 2017 uh, before, during, and after the NFC Championship game because the Vikings... Can, Vikings fans, excuse me, came in there talking mad shit for someone who is from Minnesota, so I don't get that, you know, even to start with. And Philly being Philly, there was no love lost, and you guys put them in their place, and Minnesota went full Midwestern white guilt. Oh, sorry, didn't see you there. Jeepers, you know, and it was, uh, it was very funny, so I'm glad for that. All right, uh, we are moving on to our staple of the program, Bill. Our program. Transition. Last week's drinking game went pretty well. Um, Good. So the lawyers still say that we have to do the disclaiming game, and in fact, they're crediting the lack of legal issues to the disclaimer. So we have to continue cool. doing it. Well, I like though. to think the drinking game always does well because I think that's the only redeeming quality of this entire podcast, but that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Um, Perfect. We have to continue doing the disclaimer. We do. So, um, Bill, hit um, with the disclaimer. All right. So, we say this every week, but evidently we have to do it because, you know, lawyerings and all that, you know, bird law, uh, things of that nature. Um, I'm going to build some bird law. Yeah. I'm, I, I wouldn't go up against you. Um, Ooh, a the lawyers, bird law, the Eagles. Ooh, I like that. You know what? I like that. Just kidding, this <laughs> stuff. Uh, anyway, um, once again, new week, new us. Just kidding, same old us. Um, the the damn lawyers are at it again, breathing down our neck. It's like they're like the, you know, they're like the uncle lawyer from Sunny, like. You know, the hands, they're all around us. They want us to just reel it in, but we can't, and we don't want to. We're truth tellers. We are truth tellers, and I think that's important that everyone knows this, because the first rule of the podcast is that there are no rules, and that's not even the best point, because the second point of the podcast, of the drinking game, is that not only are there no rules, but you have to do the drinking game Whatever you are, whenever you are, whatever you're doing, no matter what, unless you're driving, I cannot hammer that point home enough. Do not do this if you're driving. That's a dumb idea. Don't do it. Agreed. But literally any other situation, whatever, do it if you are hanging out. So it's the it's holiday season, SZN season. You know, if you're uh, if you're home for the holidays because of COVID, which probably are should be. um should be you know after you get after you come home for getting tested because you're probably positive because you're in wisconsin because this place is a fucking nightmare um sorry that's right sorry mike we don't we don't talk politics um uh you know what 
have a little drink. Have several drinks because you know what? You've earned it because you are a Packers fan. You are a masochist. You are a Packers masochist. And the goal in life is to get blackout drunk for every Packers game that you watch. And the only way to do that rolls right into rule number trace, which is all of the highest proof alcohol that you can consume, put it in your body, put it in your mouth, put it in your brain, put it in your face. Everclear. It's got to be clear. It's got to be just, it's it's basically, it, it's got to be just the most insane shit that you can find. Just hammer it home. Bill, we got to tell yeah. them, like, this is how we watch Packer games. That's right. We get to our most lizard brain self because we played the drinking game. Don't That's remember right. what happened in the game. Wake up the next morning, watch it on YouTube, relive it again. You get two Packer games this way. That's right. You get and you know one what? with your lizard brain, one with your regular brain. And you know what the great thing about that is? Is when you black out for game one and you rewash it, you can start drinking for game two because you don't remember a damn thing anyway. Boom. So, as always, drink responsibly. Uh, I'm going to start here, Bill. Nailed it. I want you to chug your entire drink when the announcers call this a, quote, potential playoff matchup, even though the Eagles have like three and a half wins. Spot the lie. Can't spot the lie. You can't because the NFC East is so garbage, it's there. Yep. Um, finish your drink when Bears legend Jordan Howard runs all over our Mike Pettin-led run defense. It, it's, oh my gosh, we haven't talked about Jim Schwartz. Oh, Jim Schwartz? Yes. Let's talk about him. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay, okay. But on, on our defensive side of the ball, Patton is once again going to give up. Thank goodness they don't have Chip Kelly as their head coach because they would be <laughs> running those RPOs. Oh, God. Might go for 560000 you? Can you – I know the Eagles offense is bad, but, like, can you imagine them playing up-tempo? We would be dusted. Dusted. Absolutely. Um, drink when the announcers mention any sort of connection between Doug Peterson and the Green Bay Packers because I don't know if you know this, Bill. Ooh. Doug Peterson was Brett Favre's backup. No shit. My dad called Doug Peterson the smartest man in the entire world because Brett Favre was never c- coming out of the game, so Doug Peterson got to sit on the sidelines for like 15 years making a couple million bucks knowing all well that he was not getting into the football game. Yeah, man. Uh, Packers at the time had a pretty great quarterback room. It was uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, Aaron Brooks was there for a hot second. Um, Kurt Warner was there. Um, you know, those guys. Aaron Rodgers was there. Let's not forget about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Uh, happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers. I think it was yesterday, maybe two days ago. Um, ooh, speaking of which, I'm going to transition into my birthday week talk because this is a big week for birthdays in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I think it was Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday was Aaron Rodgers birthday. So shout out to him for turning 30 something or other. It doesn't matter. Age is just a number. Um, yesterday, because it is now Sunday. So Saturday was, um, maybe Friday. Who fucking knows? It doesn't matter. was, uh, Christian Yelich's birthday. So shout out the goat. Christian Yelich, uh, former MVP, uh, should have won it in 2019, except he broke his own kneecap because he's so strong. Um, 
and now it is Sunday, and it is Giannis's birthday. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very nervous because I have convinced myself that he's going to sign the Supermax today of all days. Because what is a better birthday gift than giving yourself two hundred thirty million dollars? Um, I can't think of a better birthday gift. Can you? I can't. I can't. No. It, it's 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 the perfect number. Two hundred thirty-one million would not be. I mean, you know, in a normal year, in a normal uh, non-COVID year, he would have signed for two hundred and fifty-six. I think it was the number. Um, so he lost out on twenty-three million dollars or whatever because of, uh, you know, fake news or something. Um, just kidding. COVID's very real. Uh, wear a mask. Fuck. Um, anyway, big. All I'm trying to say is big week for birthdays. Uh, so shout out to being born this week. All right, Bill, what's the next one here on the list? The next one on the list, uh, as I rattle through, cause again, we're doing this off the dome. This is all, none of this is written down. None of this is typed up. This is all off our brain because again, we are truth tellers. That's right. It just, comes um, off the brain. it is. Yes. Uh, the, the next one, um, is. And now, Mike, I don't know if you know this, because this is a fun... This is uh, emphasis on fun and a fun fact. Adam Thielen. What do you know about him? Tell me. Uh, Vikings wide receiver. That's... Hey, that's a good start. That's all I know. Okay, let me let me, let me me hit you with some other things. He's Guess where he's from? State-wise. Just name a state. Any state. Well, if he's in the NFL, Arkansas. Close. But not really. Uh, he actually is from Minnesota. No. Yes. Adam Thielen's from Minnesota and uh-huh. plays for the Vikings. Yep. And guess what? It gets even crazier. No, it can't. It it can and it will. Guess any college. Guess where he played. I would say University of Arkansas. Okay, you're hitting the Arkansas a little heavy. I don't know why you're doing that, but that's okay. Uh, also, that is wrong. Okay. Okay, guess where he played? It was the University of Minnesota, Mankato. No. Yep. Well, that's a Division II Minnesota school. So you're telling me he grew up in Minnesota, played uh-huh. at a Division II Minnesota school, and then went on to play for the Vikings? I am telling you all of those things and more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy. Well, um, it's good to know. Okay, um, drink all of your drinks that you have everyone in stock when Mike Pettin rushes three against Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz converts something like third and 15. Yeah. Um, I, I know we joke about, you know, being like the Peter Bukowski podcast on here, but it's the only thing that he's right about is the three man rush just kills me every damn time. It's terrible. Um, I hate it. It's terrible. We, 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 I, when I see them rush three, I just want to turn off my television, but I won't because I'm a, I'm a Packers fan. Of course. But it's... Packers uh, masochist. I bet you we rushed three on fourth and 26. Oh, you did it, man. You did it. You triggered me. <laughs> I am triggered. Uh, leads me... This is a great transition into my next things to remember or drinking. Whatever. We're, I don't even know what we're doing right now. We are doing the drinking game. It doesn't matter because we could do it for either. But yes, 4th and 26 is a thing that happened. It's a thing that we have to remember. It's also a thing we should drink for. Um, 
that was in the was that 2003 uh yeah okay yeah 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 and that was yep because 2003 was when the eagles beat us in the nfc championship game because david nab converted a fourth and 26 to um uh was that fred x yes okay yep he did that and uh Packers, Packers Nation has never been the same on fourth down. No, uh, ruined, ruined a generation, probably two. Uh, so shout out Fred X for that. Um, also shout out Andy Reid. Also shout out Donovan McNabb. Um, shout out everyone. A lot, a lot of shout outs on this podcast. Big fan. <laughs> um, tell you what, how about you uh, take it from here because I don't want to talk about this anymore because I'm very sad. Well, I think you had a second part there. I did. Thank you for reminding me again. Your own brain. <laughs> that's right. I am. I got so deep into the fourth and twenty-six that Mike had to remind me of how my brain works. Uh, Equimania St. Brown, everyone. Uh, he's here somehow. Um, Beater would tell us and you that he is the key to the offensive cog or the cog in the machine. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how machines work. I don't know how gears work. It doesn't make sense, and it doesn't need to because Equinemius St. Brown is the greatest the wide receiver. Thing about gears, Bill, is that Equinemius St. Brown has an extra gear. That's you know what I like that. Thank That's you. great. Uh, he does have an extra gear. Unfortunately, that extra gear is dropping anything that comes his way. <laughs> um, take a beer bong shot when the announcers make excuses for the Eagles while we're murdering them because, I don't know, quote, they've had so many injuries. Well, hopefully murdering them, I think, is the key there. Well, yeah. This game is... We'll probably, you know what? As someone who's watched a lot of Mike McCarthy-led games, I would bet dollars to donuts that we're going to start the game down at least seven. Is that yeah, fair? probably. Okay. Um, yes. So, the, the announcers will make excuses for the Eagles because... Again, it is the NFC East, or as I like to say, the NFC Least. Uh, Got to get that joke in there. Um, they will make. Ex- you know what? Here's some. Here's something I just thought of. The announcers are going to have a tough time because they're going to have to make excuses for the Eagles' offense, but they're going to also have to make excuses for the Packers' defense. So, what the hell are they going to do? Uh, hey, once again. Unstoppable force and movable object. There it is. Nailed it. Um, finish the bottle when you check the injury report before the game, and Kevin King is on it with a different injury than the week before. We actually could do this every week. It's kind of like the Adam Thielen thing. Spoiler alert. We know that about Adam Thielen. Oh, um, you do it every week anyway. Why did you, you root the entire bit? But we can do this with Kevin King as well because every week he has something different. See, here's the thing about Kevin King is it's not a bit. It's real life. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. See, we we, we ruined Adam Thielen because Adam Thielen was a bit, but we can't ruin Kevin King because it's literally a, like a... Kevin King is a on the injury report is a universal truth. Yes, it is. Um, um, last for me, take a sip of Ruski of your drink when the Packers are the most confusing team because whenever we play someone much worse than us, it seems like it's a get-right game for them or a letdown game from us. Somehow, every single time, 
the Packers uh, play very close with. Here's the weird thing, though. Okay, hit me. Very, very close with good teams. Very, very close with incredibly bad teams. But when we're somewhere in the middle, it's like 28 to 10 at halftime. Oh, it's awful, dude. It's crazy. No, it's <laughs> the Packers. The Packers, when they're playing like a middle of the road team, honestly, unwatchable. Yeah. Like, no lie. Like, it's gross. And I don't, I don't want to watch it, but I do because, oh, of course, of course, um, I do want it. Uh, you, you did. I don't want to say steamroll, but you did kind of just run right through the Kevin King bit a little bit at the end there. Uh, Kevin King is uh, questionable on the injury report with an Achilles injury, uh, so I just want to get that in there. All right. Um, well, um, well, that that was last night. So this morning, it's a left quad. Probably. I haven't looked, but I would believe it. It could be left quad, right quad, you know, upper left, upper right. Kevin King Kevin King is the political compass of quad injuries. Like, he could be all four of the quadrants at any one time. Um, anyway, finish your drink when the Packers start the season. And they're going to be, damn it, they're going to be 12-0, baby, because they're the Packers. And we're doing the Packers podcast. And we say it every week for three years now the Packers never lose when we're doing the Packers podcast because we are doing the Packers podcast so therefore the Packers can never lose you're welcome for listening Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash snap good spot down Walsh's kick is up and it is no good he missed it are you kidding me the season can't end like that all right Bill that brings us that was so good that brings us to the last part of the podcast Things to remember if we lose, but as you just said, as you just told the audience the truth, they cannot lose. It is like an auto catalyst where it, it's a chemical that feeds on itself. When the Packers win, we do a Packers Knowledge. pregame podcast, which makes the Packers win, which makes us do a Packers pregame podcast until the Packers are undefeated every single year. So, but let's just say another chemical gets in there. And all of a sudden the Packers lose, which isn't going to happen. But if they do lose, these are some things that you can tell your Eagle friends, Eagle fan friends, to put them back in their place. Okay? All right. I'm going to start here. Please do. We didn't draft Carson Wentz and fall apart as a franchise the second that he fell apart. That's true. We didn't do that. Um, We drafted Aaron Rodgers and we fall apart as a franchise a couple years after we drafted him. Well, and also on top of that, oh, well, actually, I can't say that. I was about to say we drafted a quarterback in uh, this 2020 draft that we didn't need. Yes. <laughs> well, you've already said it, so here we are. <laughs> you know what? That's actually funny. I'm glad you brought that up because um, you – and, again, this this is not um, an indictment on you as a person or as a You're fan fine. – but you do talk a lot about how the Packers should have drafted a wide receiver, which I'm not disagreeing with. But the talk has gotten a little tiresome. Also, uh, and and it's not for, and, it's, and it's not just from you. I, I want to specify that it's not just from okay, you. It's, it's just from me. It's well, it is a lot from you, but I it is also. It in the ground. <laughs> but it's also a lot of Packer Nation, Packers Twitter as a whole. And they've even transitioned to, like, previous seasons. Like, oh, we should have drafted DK Metcalf. 
uh, I mean, okay, sure. We also, you know who else we should have drafted? We also drafted Dayton Jones, the pick before DeAndre Hopkins. Like, we could do this literally every draft. Like, I, I, I don't know what the end goal is here. Um, also, if we're talking about players we should have drafted instead of other players, drafting Kevin King over TJ Watt is a a just an on it's just an unbelievable error a, just unforced by the former front office because TJ Watt is going to probably win defensive player of the year this season because he leads the league in all the good stats for defensive players sacks quarterback hits pressures rushes whatever it doesn't matter i don't care and we have Kevin King who is for the 77th week in a row on the injury report with I mean Kevin King he's injured probably more muscles than there are actually in the human body and probably more bones than there are in the human body Kevin King he he either has more bones and muscles than a human is born with which would be a medical anomaly or he's faking something because I don't understand how he's so injured every damn week with something new every damn year I just I hate it, and I'm sorry, and I'm ranting, and it's just I hate everything. I loved it, Bill. I loved Thank it. You. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge you back on course here. Please do. I'm lost. You're up. Oh shit. Okay. Um, Something to do with Santa Claus. I would bet. I know. <laughs> we're like what? What are we? Probably five minutes into things to remember, and we're on bullet point two. Yes. Okay. Perfect. This is a great podcast. I love it. <laughs> and I mean that I mean that's not sarcas that's not sarcasm. I mean that wholeheartedly. I do love this podcast. Me too. But our fans did not throw batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> There's nothing more Philadelphia. <laughs> there is it. There is it. There is it's I mean that is the microcosm of Philadelphia right there. It's you're at an Eagles game. In whatever damn year it was, I think it was the seventies, probably because the seventies were just a wild time in general. Anyway, who has batteries at a game? <laughs> Again, like I said, it's the seventies; things were wild. <laughs> um, but you're sitting in the stadium or whatever, and look, it's Santa Claus because it's December and Santa, right? Santa's around; he's doing a Santa thing, and what do a not small amount of Philadelphia fans decide to do? It's take the batteries that they're carrying with them in their pocket or something and just just huck them at Stana. And I don't know why and I I, I just I don't know why, but I'm it's just it's so good. Um, Bill, uh, remember yeah. that we aren't still in the mix with this division with literally three wins three wins no because we're the packers and we are leading the division with eight wins all of the wins all of the wins that's right remember Mm -hmm. um so uh this is a bit of a hot take i'm sure i'll get flamed for this online even though no one listens to this podcast but the cheesesteak it's overrated Half of the cheesesteak comes from our state. That's true. So it must be the steak part of it that's overrated. It is. 
Um, although, shout out to Subway because their cheese, their steak and cheese is very good. Um, that's a global I, thing, though. That is again, that, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. It's not a Philadelphia thing. That is global. Um, I have had cheese steaks at other places, and uh, they're not great. Yeah, they're fine. They're, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. But that, I mean, you're they're fine. Right, they're fine. They're, you you put meat on bread and covered it with spray cheese. Like I'm calling I, Alan Lazard the best wide receiver in the league. It's like no, he's fine. He's fine. Well, I mean, agree to disagree, I guess, on that point. But <laughs> you know, I'm here for the discourse. <laughs> All right, um, Bill. Yes. Remind their fans that our city didn't start capturing and displaying wild animals. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, was the first city in the United States to have a zoo. Wow. Canceled. <laughs> Canceling Philadelphia for having a zoo, being the first one. Because that's a precedent that you don't want to set, but you did anyway. Yep. Um, it's a tough scene. Uh, I don't know much more to say other than that. That's fine. Okay, perfect. Um, next one. Uh, you guys just... You, y'all, y'all let Nick Cage just walk around Philadelphia. All your famous place, place... Jesus. Famous places. That was a... It's okay. okay just we're, cut this. We're almost there. We're at the end. You know it what? is 4.53 in the morning, God's time zone. We're a little bit tired. A little bit tired, a little bit drunk, maybe a little bit hungover. It's tough to say who's what and who's doing what. Um, places, this is a tough word at this at this hour. But y'all let Nick Cage just walk into all your famous places and have his way. He, he took stole everything. <laughs> I mean, he took... Um, he took Ben Franklin's notes. He found the the bifocals in the brick. Um, you know, he uh, he so closed from that department store with uh, you know what's her face the the German chick. Um, you know, and then also like all of the the Knights Templar treasure that he found underneath. You know, also by the way. I don't want to turn this into like a full-on, uh, you know. I'm here for it. Okay, thank you. Um, but the Knights Templar buried all their treasure, like underneath a church in Philadelphia, and you couldn't find it for 300, 400 years. That's on you. Like, yeah, that's on you. Be better. Right. That's right. Be better. Like. So you're telling me when the founding fathers were building the church in Philadelphia because that's what they did because there was nothing there. Um, And and, and you you just straight up allowed this man to walk in and steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, he uh, to be fair, he did steal that in 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 D.C. So not technically Philadelphia. Okay. But it was signed in Philadelphia. So you know, transit of property. He did steal it from Philly. That's right. It, I mean, Bill. Like yes. Just cakewalk. Just walked in there like it was nothing. Uh-huh. And stole everything. 
found all the treasure buried beneath the city of Philadelphia. Is that mm-hmm. is there eminent domain there? Isn't that Philadelphia's? Does he get to keep that? Yeah, again, I do, I do not know the rules for that. Um, you know, uh, the Templar Knights were involved. I don't know their jurisdiction over everything. Uh, evidently, it was very overseeing. They kind of were just brushed over everything. Like, you would you would think that the finding of the Templar Knights' rumored famous treasure in Philadelphia would have sweeping you know, headlines over the entire historical society as a whole. And it just kind of gets tossed to, like, the beat cops of Philly. Like, what are they supposed to do with that? It's a great question. Thank you. Um, All right. Well, Bill, our fans don't eat poop. Okay. Uh, One in six doctors gets trained in Philadelphia. Uh, good for them, but unfortunately, Carson Wentz still sucks and is always in- injured. So yeah. you know, do that you what you will. Doctors that you're training, and none of them can figure out how to keep Carson Wentz healthy. I mean, you know, I've seen you know the bicentennial man. Um, you know, fix them up, man. We have the technology. I'm with you. I mean, if Carson Palmer can play for a decade plus with a dead person's ACL on his knee, like. Carson Wentz should be like basically like part cyborg at this point, right? Do better. That is right. Do better. It's a All good right, summation. Last, lastly, here, the city of Philadelphia literally has the largest piece of stolen valor ever. Oh man! So the, the, they claim that Betsy Ross is the first woman to stitch an American flag. Of course, of course she is. Yeah, you think that, right? Of course. But there's no evidence that that's true. Jesus, come on, man. You can't do this to me. I, we're here to tell the truth, Bill. We, I know, but, like, that's the problem with being a truth teller is that I'm very – I'm the truth is being it's being told to me. And then when it's flipped 180 on its head, I don't know how to accept it. I understand. I understand. So um, that's it. That's the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening. Once again, this is the Packers podcast for those who know why and how, but they want to know when, where, and what. So if you want to know why and how, get the hell out of here. There's another podcast for you. Sam. There's not. Don't mention it. It's not. It's not a good podcast. It's Um, bad. (laughs) So um, you are welcome for listening. We will see you next week after the Packers start the season. 12 and 0. Bill, send them out. Go, Pat, go, baby. Let's go.